November 28th, 2 Peter chapter 2, verses 1 through 22. But there were also false prophets in Israel, just as there will be false teachers among you. They will cleverly teach their destructive heresies about God, and even turn against their master who bought them. Theirs will be a swift and terrible end. Many will follow their evil teaching and shameful immorality, and because of them Christ and His true way will be slandered. In their greed, they will make up clever lies to get hold of your money. But God condemned them long ago, and their destruction is on the way. For God did not spare even the angels when they sinned. He threw them into hell in gloomy caves and darkness until the judgment day. And God did not spare the ancient world except for Noah and his family of seven. Noah warned the world of God's righteous judgment. Then God destroyed the whole world of ungodly people with a vast flood. Later, He turned the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into heaps of ashes and swept them off the face of the earth. He made them an example of what will happen to ungodly people. But at the same time, God rescued Lot out of Sodom because he was a good man who was sick of all the immorality and wickedness around him. Yes, he was a righteous man who was distressed by the wickedness he saw and heard day after day. So you see, the Lord knows how to rescue godly people from their trials, even while punishing the wicked right up until the day of judgment. He is especially hard on those who follow their own evil, lustful desires and who despise authority. These people are proud and arrogant, daring even to scoff at the glorious ones without so much as trembling. But the angels, even though they are far greater in power and strength than these false teachers, never speak out disrespectfully against the glorious ones. These false teachers are like unthinking animals, creatures of instinct, who are born to be caught and killed. They laugh at the terrifying powers they know so little about, and they will be destroyed along with them. Their destruction is their reward for the harm they have done. They love to indulge in evil pleasures in broad daylight. They are a disgrace and a stain among you. They revel in deceitfulness while they feast with you. They commit adultery with their eyes, and their lust is never satisfied. They make a game of luring unstable people into sin. They train themselves to be greedy. They are doomed and cursed. They have wandered off the right road and followed the way of Balaam, son of Beor, who loved to earn money by doing wrong. But Balaam was stopped from his mad course when his donkey rebuked him with a human voice. These people are as useless as dried-up springs of water, or as clouds blown away by the wind, promising much and delivering nothing. They are doomed to blackest darkness. They brag about themselves with empty foolish boasting, with lustful desire as their bait. They lure back into sin those who have just escaped from such wicked living. They promise freedom, but they themselves are slaves to sin and corruption. 
or you are a slave to whatever controls you. And when people escape from the wicked ways of the world, by learning about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and then get tangled up with sin and become its slave again, they are worse off than before. It would be better if they had never known the right way to live than to know it and then reject the holy commandments that were given to them. They make these proverbs come true. A dog returns to its vomit, and a washed pig returns to the mud. And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. Verse 18. He is head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent, top, nothing above him, nothing else to gain, nothing else to get. The goal, the end, what it's all about is Jesus. Look at me. I'm going to try to combat something as best as I can here. Look at me. Following Jesus is not going to make you wealthy. Following Jesus does not guarantee that you're going to be healthy. The message of Scripture and the Gospel of Christ is not that in following Him everything goes right, but that He is enough no matter what happens. That's the message of the Gospel. Not that everything's going to be okay. And it's maddening to me that the prosperity gospel is so unbelievably popular among people who then have to completely disregard scripture as well as Christian history. Every apostle in the Bible dies bad. I mean bad. They don't like stumble in the street and get run over by a car. They get beheaded. They get crucified upside down. They get boiled in oil. They die poor. And they're slaughtered. Spurgeon, the prince of preachers, struggles with depression his whole life and then dies. Christianity has been built and has carried through the generations on the blood of men. Not on the wealth. This is an absurd idea that would make Christ not preeminent, but what he could give you. That is not Christianity. That is something entirely different. And it's heresy that would have got you burned alive 200 years ago. It's a ridiculous notion. Jesus is enough. He's enough. He's enough. We pursue healing. Maybe we get it. Maybe we don't. He's enough if we don't. This is the message that Jesus is sufficient. Like, it's all, okay, in Acts, the apostles, they get arrested. And this court says, if you don't quit this preaching stuff, if you don't quit talking about Jesus, we're going to beat you to death. And the response was simple. Do what you think is right. As for us, we cannot help but speaking about what we have seen and heard. And they beat the mess out of them and released them and they did what? Rejoiced! I mean, they got beat nearly to death. This was the fruit of the gospel in their lives. Beatings! And they left rejoicing. They left, they're going, oh! 
You can see my spine! No, like literally, it's exposed! Awesome! Alright, so it seems like Jesus can transcend the most horrific of circumstances. This is not about what Jesus gets you. It's just about Jesus, preeminent, top of the chain, nothing else to want, nothing else to pursue. He is enough. Hi, my name is Anthony Cook. I'm here on the farm out in Vinton County, two weeks in, and, um, you know, it's been an experience so far. Um, Before I came in, um, I've tried to do things my way for years and years, and every chance, every, you know, every time when I think everything's going really great, something ends up happening in my life, and it just brings me all the way back down, and... Every time it happens, it can continue to get worse and worse until it's at the end of my rope. Um, when I end up hearing about the refuge, I was a little intrigued as far as how it's faith-based, considering in my life, you know, I've always been a fan and not a follower of Christ. Um, you know, I always wanted to know, I wanted to experience that love, but was never really fully committed, not wholeheartedly anyway. So when I came in, you know, I came in with my open heart, my open soul, an open mind. And, you know, so far, this has been one of the best decisions I've ever made in my life. And I know it will continue to get better. Um, two weeks in, you know, it, 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 I know it's not that much of time. But, you know, just within that two weeks, not only the brotherhood that you experience and the love that you experience can be very overwhelming. But, it's also very inspiring. And then the love of God that, you know, you don't end up knowing, but you can see it. You can feel it. And it's a warm, tingling presence, especially when you feel that for the first time and you recommit your life to Jesus Christ, to God, to follow and be a follower and not just a fan. It is the best decision I've made in my life. And I know this is just the beginning, just the beginning of something grand, you know, this, this, web that God has lined up for me, this, you know, ultimate plan that he has for my life is just going to start unfolding. And as I go through, I'm going to start noticing these subtle things happening, these grander schemes in my life that, you know, I was made for to be his perfect child and his perfect image, my own individual likeness, instead of trying to find my identity in my addictions, in other habits, I'm now finding my identity in Jesus Christ and in with God, and it is the best feeling in the world. So if I have one piece of advice for anyone new coming into the refuge, it's just to come in with your open heart, open mind, open soul, and really dig deep. And it's not easy. You still have some quarrels with some of your brothers, but ultimately we will all get through everything and you will still end up getting through the doubts in your mind as well, and ultimately be a better servant, a better disciple of of Jesus Christ. So give it the time, and you'll be thankful. Psalm 119, verses 113 through 128. 
double-minded people are unstable people, and unstable people eventually fall. If you put God's Word first in your life, it will hold you up and you will not fall. Cultivate a holy fear of the Lord and His Word, and you will not be ashamed of your hope. You see, God's Word will assure you and enable you when you feel the oppression of the enemy. God's people are, in fact, aliens in enemy territory, and only the Word can protect them from the lies of the oppressor. But you must accept all that God's Word says about all things. If you love the truth, you must also hate the false. Psalm 119, verses 113 through 128. I hate those who are undecided about you, the Lord. But my choice is clear. I love your law. You are my refuge and my shield. Your word is my only source of hope. Get out of my life, you evil-minded people, for I intend to obey the commands of my God. Lord, sustain me, as you promised, that I may live. Do not let my hope be crushed. Sustain me, and I will be saved. Then I will meditate on your principles continually. But you have rejected all who stray from your principles. They are only fooling themselves. All the wicked of the earth are the scum you skim off. No wonder I love to obey your decrees. I tremble in fear of you. I fear your judgments. Don't leave me to the mercy of my enemies for I have done what is just and right. Please guarantee a blessing for me. Don't let those who are arrogant oppress me. My eyes strain to see your deliverance, to see the truth of your promise fulfilled. I am your servant. Deal with me in unfailing love, and teach me your principles. Give discernment to me, your servant. Then I will understand your decrees. Lord, it is time for you to act, for these evil people have broken your law. Truly I love your commands more than gold, even the finest gold. Truly each of your commandments is right. That is why I hate every false way. Proverbs chapter 28 Verses 19 and 20 Hard workers have plenty of food. Playing around brings poverty. The trustworthy will get a rich reward. But the person who wants to get rich quick will only get into trouble.